Yo, welcome to the Game Time Podcast, episode 12. If this is your first time stopping by, thank you so much. I'll give you a quick little rundown of what goes on around here. Basically, I'm just playing through games that I want to play, never got to play, or never got to beat, and then talking about them with friends and or strangers. If you come back around and you're like, huh, that wasn't too terrible, welcome back. I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to try to keep this intro pretty short today. This is already a really long podcast, which isn't a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. But, uh... Yeah, I guess I should let you know what we're talking about. We're talking a little game called Pokemon Yellow, released way back sometime in the late 90s for the Game Boy Color. In my opinion, there's nothing more nostalgic of the 90s and early 2000s than Pokemon. And uh, somehow over the years, I missed Yellow. That is until now. I've beat the game, run through it, built my team of six, took on the Elite Four, took down Team Rocket, Giovanni, all them motherfuckers. We're done. Pokemon Yellow off the list. Phenomenal game and a very fun twist on something I know very well. So I'm, I'm really glad we got to do this. Huge shout out to Dean Donian. He's my guest on this one. Super cool dude. Pokemon speedrunner, Twitch streamer, hot dog. You know the gist. Actually, you probably don't. If you don't know what a hot dog is, I know a few people do. Okay, so we are both hot dogs. We're Patreons of another podcast called Remember the Game. And uh, he, calls, <laughs> he calls his Patreons hot dogs. So that's how I know him. That's the only way is uh, through Patreon and Discord and Twitch and all that. But uh, but yeah, if you've ever thought, man, this is a really cool concept, well, there's a lot of people that do this much better than me. And uh, remember the game. Shout out Adam Blank. Best podcast on the market right now. That dude helped me out a ton when I was first getting started from just simple questions to how to set, you know, what microphone do you use, et cetera, et cetera. So just had to show a little love. I'm gonna cue up this Pokemon music. We're gonna get into this. I have COVID right now. It sucks. Haven't been able to do much of anything, but this podcast needs to come out. So here you go. Enjoy the podcast. I've been looking forward to this uh, ever since we talked about it. So I, uh, Dude, I can't yeah, thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for being here and doing this one with me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime <laughs> you ask me to play Pokemon and I'm not going to say no <laughs> or to, to talk <laughs> Pokemon or play either one, basically. <laughs> so no, man, I'm, I'm stoked. And I hadn't played yellow version in forever. Um, like I play a lot of red, blue, and then um gold silver crystal but yellow always eluded me as a kid so i've only played it a few times yeah this is actually my first time playing through yellow i'm kind of in the same boat i'm very familiar with the other uh versions you know red and blue and gold and silver crystal all that stuff but uh pokemon yellow this is my first time but uh before we get into all that i will definitely give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and uh tell us a little bit about yourself yeah yeah so i'm dean donian um i Speedrun a little bit of Pokemon over on Twitch. Um, just you know, kind of kind of learning the ropes a little bit. I do um, gems one and two, so Pokemon Red, Gold version, and then Crystal item randomizers um, are kind of my bread and butter over there. Um, but I mean, as far as just like being a Pokemon fan, I've been playing these games since I was a kid. Like I've played 
gens one through three and then i just recently got back into it actually played sword and shield and then legends uh arceus so but yeah i mean that's just a little bit about me a little bit about my uh my pokemon background so so yeah happy to be here hell yeah man i'm so stoked yeah so for the listener uh dindonian is actually a stranger um i don't know him at all but we are both Patreons to another podcast, and uh, that, that's the only way I know him. I, uh, I heard him on there, and you know I hooked up with him on Twitch. I've been watching him speedrun and stuff, and when I couldn't find somebody to do this one, I hit him up on a whim, just ask him uh, if he could do this, and you know, here he is. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so, I'm stoked, yeah. man. This is awesome. Anything Pokemon related, you know, I'm your guy. Just... Yeah. So... If, if you're expecting the remember the game treatment over here, uh, <laughs> I know way less than Adam. So, <laughs> so uh, th- this this might be a little rambly. It might be a little rough, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll get something out of it. I'm very very excited to do this. So seriously, yeah, thank same. you so much for being here, dude. Of course, of course. You know, usually I don't know if you've even listened to any of the podcasts, so I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of uh, mm-hmm. what what I do. Um, basically, I'm just playing through the games that I never got to play as a kid, and then I'm going to talk about them with somebody today that is you. Um, but I usually open these up with just asking the guest how they even got into the franchise or the game um, in the first place. So you, you said you started playing Pokemon as a kid. Which, uh, which uh, generation did you start with? Yeah, no, um... Yeah, I have listened to a couple episodes, by the way. Actually, really, I, I love the I love the vibe. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I appreciate um, it, man. Yeah, I think Earthbound and Super Mario World, and I'm just working my way through right now. But awesome. But yeah, for um, for Pokemon, I got started with Gen One. Um, oh man, I just like the it's it's weird how certain memories from your childhood just like stick in your brain. Um, because like I was like adamant about pokemon when i was you know a little kid i would come home from school and the the cartoon would be on like it, the timing was perfect to where like when i got home the like theme song was playing so i'd like rush to my tv and watch that and i just remember i always wanted to play the video game um and oh it was one christmas my family always does like uh secret santa for like all of our cousins and aunts and uncles and my mom got my cousin who was like three years older than me and got him a brand new Pokemon Blue version from Toys R Us, but I wasn't old enough yet, and I just remember the jealousy <laughs> in my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, so I just like saved up um, and ended up buying a Game Boy Color, and I think I think I had Blue version first, so I know my buddy had the opposite so i think i had blue and he had red and we had link cables so yeah gen one was my first pokemon game and i just remember you know putting hours and hours and hours into it and getting frustrated with all the puzzles um so that was kind of my introduction i remember like (laughs) getting lost in a sylph tower that like 11 story building Yeah. yeah My, I was like so frustrated that I asked my dad for help and he's not a video game guy. So he's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, that. And then I remember, you know, moving on to gen two from there and I, I was, I fell out of Pokemon for a little while after gen two, but, but gens one and yeah. two were like my bread and butter growing up. 
Yeah, my story is pretty similar to that. I think I started off just watching the anime on like WB. And yep, I mean, yep. like you, I was I was obsessed. I mean, I challenged somebody to be more obsessed than with uh, Pokemon than I was when I was a kid. It was it was crazy, man. I was so so into it. But I started with Gen two, and um, no, that was like I don't know, two thousand two. I was probably in like first or second grade or something like that. It was right when Gen two came out, um, and it was cool because I got to watch the anime like along with uh the game that i was playing at the time because at the time that i was watching the anime it was you know gen 2 and uh man so so good like the memories i have around the first times playing pokemon are like unmatched 100 percent. there was like this um there's this kid that lived down the road like chubby little redheaded kid he's not chubby anymore but uh he was down there he was down the road and uh he had a game boy advance like the original um you know like not the square, but the well, like uh, rectangle. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Not the uh, <laughs> not the SP, but uh, he had one of those, and he had Pokemon Gold. And same as you, super jealous. Like I would go over there and play it all the time, and I would play it for as long as I possibly could. And uh, I think it was the next Christmas. That was probably like during the start of the school year or something. And when Christmas rolled around, I was able to get my hands on a copy of Pokemon Gold and one of those clear Game Boy Advance. And man, it was, it was just, honestly, I think that was one of the best Christmases I've ever had because I just remember sitting up in my room and playing Pokemon Gold. And I know we're talking about Yellow today. I'm just saying where we're, where I started. Yeah, Um, no. But the the interesting thing, and this was a memory that came up probably only a few months ago. I was telling somebody about it on another podcast, but when I started playing Pokemon, I literally did not know how to read. And I remember going through the game and learning how to read as I played, like fishing and just like doing all this weird stuff. But, but yeah, I didn't get to po- I didn't get to uh, Generation One until probably like a year or two later. After that, I had another buddy who I think we just traded or something. We traded carts, and that's when I got to go through uh, Pokemon Red for the first time. And uh, that was even cooler because it had all my favorite Pokemon in the game instead of uh you know gen 2 is awesome but the original 151 so good so solid so solid that's awesome man <laughs> dude it's funny that you brought up i i was just talking because um uh i was talking to my fiance because she actually got had pokemon yellow growing up so she was watching me while i was playing through it and uh and i was talking about that too i was like yeah like i I like there's certain like names of Pokemon that when I see them, I'm like, I remember not knowing how to say that. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and like there's certain like I remember like learning how to how to read the dialogue so that I knew what was going on. Yeah, right. That's so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, what was I going to say? You reminded me yeah, of something, but I, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was curious. Um, So I've watched. So I, like I've watched the anime mostly through like you know gen one i guess i've seen some of gen two like johto journeys and stuff like that i was curious to know like does it follow how closely does it follow with the game because that was something i noticed about pokemon yellow was like they tried to make it mirror the anime a little bit you know it still didn't follow exactly but they like added a lot of things in to to kind of mirror the anime a little bit Right. So with Gen 2, Pokemon Gold and Silver and Crystal, I actually haven't played those. 
um, probably since I was a kid. I've gone back and played through red and blue a lot. I haven't ever gone to gold and silver, but um, as far as I remember, it follows pretty well. Because, you know, the original red and blue, those didn't really follow the anime. And then Pokemon Yellow was released later, and that was kind of like... Not really like the crystal treatment, but kind of the crystal treatment. And, uh, you know, in Pokemon Yellow, it does follow the anime. You don't start with Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur. You have Pikachu. But when you're playing Pokemon Red and Blue, who is your go-to starter? So, um, yeah, for just your, you know, your average playthrough, I, I, um, as a kid, I always picked Squirtle. But once I realized that you could buy a Magikarp and level it up into a Gyarados, <laughs> mm-hmm. I started picking Charmander. Nice. Because Gyarados is my favorite Pokemon. Um, and once really? I realized how, how, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I've actually got Gyarados <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Fuck yeah, yeah that's dedication um, right there. Yep, so... Um, so Squirtle was my favorite as a kid, but then I, you know, I'd start picking Charmander. I never, I never went Bulbasaur. Um, just not, just not a huge fan. I think Bulbasaur is awesome, but I'm not a big grass type guy. So yeah, Charmander. And then uh, that just made getting through Brock, the first gym, you know, pretty annoying, you know, because you'd mm-hmm. have to just muddle your way through somehow. So with Squirtle, you at least, you know, will learn a, a water type move before you get there. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. With uh, Squirtle is definitely the, the go-to for early game, um, mm-hmm. being the water type. I always kind of look at it as like <clears throat> Charizard, or not Charizard, Charmander, in my opinion, would be considered uh, easy mode. Squirtle would be medium mode. Ivasaur would be hard mode in terms of getting through the gyms. If you pick... Uh, if you go with Bulbasaur, you're going to have a really hard time like for half the game. But then later in the game, you'll be good because uh, there, there, there really aren't a lot of grass type Pokemon. Like, you know, usually if I need a grass type, it'll be like Victory Bell later on. But uh, there, yeah. there really aren't any. Um, for me, I usually go with Squirtle. Char- yeah. uh, Charmander's dope too, but... Uh, but it's crazy because in Pokemon Yellow, you don't get any of that. You just start with Pikachu, and that makes it even harder for like oh my early game stuff. But you can get Squirtle and all them later. Uh, I was pretty stoked when I figured that out. I didn't even know when I started playing the game that you could get them. What? I oh, that's no awesome! Yeah, well, yeah I, I came across awesome. the char. I came across the Charmander really early, but I missed the other two until way later in the game. And uh, you know, you can get the whole team. But yeah, that's so cool. Uh, that's awesome that you went in not you know kind of blind in that regard uh-huh. um because that was like i remember when i was a kid that was i was so jealous like first of all i thought it was sick that pikachu follows you around like he follows ash around I'm like that's amazing um but yeah that was the thing i was always jealous of because as you know when when you're playing red or blue you know you pick your starter and then that's it unless you've got a buddy who's willing to restart their game and trade you the other starters right um <laughs> which like as I got older and got more cartridges and more Game Boys, I could do that kind of stuff. But as a kid, you don't you don't have the means to have multiple Game Boys and multiple cartridges. So you pick your starter, and then you don't get to see a, a you know if you pick Bulbasaur, you don't get to see a Squirtle or a Charmander. So yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, that's so cool, man. That is so <laughs> cool that that you like went in 
you know, kind of just getting to be surprised like that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look much up. Um, I mean, I knew some things. I knew some things about Yellow. Like, I knew that there were a ton of Pokemon missing from the game that are in the others. Uh, there's a pretty, pretty, pretty big list, like 10 or 12 or something that just aren't anywhere in the game. Um, but I didn't know much, and I didn't really look much up until I got stuck later. But I got stuck in a few places, and I was like, how the fuck do I do this? Because, um, <laughs> you know, I say I played through Red and Blue pretty often. It's still probably been, like... I mean, I definitely hadn't played them since I've lived here, so that's like eight, nine, ten years ago. But I used to play them all the time because I've always had them. But uh, but yeah, pretty much went in blind, and uh, that early game with Pikachu is fucked up. And I'm curious. Yeah. I know how I got through it, but uh, how did you get through the first gym? Because your first gym's Brock, and you have yes. no defense against Brock with Pikachu. You can't do shit. So yeah. I'm just curious <laughs> as to know how you got through it. And then I'll tell you how I did. Yeah, so I, I kind of used... So speedrunning taught me just how quickly you can get a Nidoran. Because <laughs> when you speedrun red version, um, as soon as you get to Viridian you, and, you're, and you're able to buy Pokeballs, you catch a Nidoran and that's what you run for the rest of the game. You run Nidoking. And... I try, and it's, it's interesting, the learn sets changed a little bit for yellow version 2. Um... Because I was like, you know what, I'm just going to catch a Nidoran, and even though it's still going to be, you know, not very effective, you know, it's, I'm going to have a type weakness, it'll be, you know, at least I'm not going to have Pikachu who can't do any damage at all. You know, I'll just horn attack my way through this fight. And yep. I was leveling up my Nidoran, um, and it learned Double Kick. And I was like, what? Like, that, that was a new addition. Uh, mm. You know, Nidoran doesn't learn Double Kick until, like super late levels in uh, oh, wow. red and blue. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Didn't even know. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> well, I knew it didn't learn it in red and blue, <clears throat> mm. um, but it surprised me. I leveled up to like level 12 or something and it learned double kick and I'm like, all right, cool. Now I can get through. Cause I had like caught a Pidgey and I was like, all right, I'm just going to sand attack. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to sand attack as much as I can. And then I'm just going to, you know, cheese my way through this fight basically. Um, so that's how I did it. Nidoran learned double kick, so I had a type advantage, um, and that's how I got through. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, that's the exact same way I did it, except it was <laughs> with, uh, I ended up with Nidoqueen. I, I just didn't, you know, I just got whichever one I got and then started leveling them up. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, I went through a double kick, but I, I didn't know that they didn't learn double kick in the other versions. Uh, outside of that, I don't know how the fuck you get past the first gym without Nido, Nido King or Nido Queen. Um, and honestly, I ran almost the entire game with uh, Nido Queen as my main until later. Uh, I didn't use Pikachu that much. Um, for the most part, I yeah. kept him around though. But uh, but yeah, Nido Queen can actually learn Surf too, so that made him my Water type. I didn't run a Water type through this game at all. So Nido Queen with Double Kick and uh, Earthquake and Surf, and there was one more. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was Double Kick. They learned some. Oh, Body Slam. So it was Body Slam, Earthquake, Surf, Double Kick, and that's pretty much who I ran until like late, late game when I really needed other stuff. And then I just ended up with like a level 60 Nido Queen and had a bunch of level 20 Pokemon. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> yep. They, you yeah. got it. You got a little taste, man. That's why when you speed run it, you catch a Nidoran because you can, you can blast through the game with a Nido King or a Nido Queen. Um, yeah. 
it's it's insane. Their their ability to learn all the different types of moves and the fact that you find a moonstone in um oh is that Mount Moon that first mm-hmm. yeah Mount Moon find a yeah. moonstone there so you can get a Nidoking King or a Nidoqueen Queen like real early in the game if you want to. Oh yeah, um, and yeah so. I don't. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I uh, I tried to just for the sake of this playthrough, I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to run like a traditional party. Which when I did Gens one and two, I would usually run a party of four with like two HM friends. Um. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna try to do this. So I ran a Nato King. Um. Actually, do you want to talk party yet? I guess. Oh yeah. No, we're good. We're just we're just okay. chatting, man. Yeah. Whatever. Super okay, casual cool. over here. <laughs> okay, sick. Yeah, because I ran, so I, I, I kept everyone level, which when I was a kid, I, you know, I would just basically level up my starter and just run through the game with like a level 99 Blastoise yeah, or whatever, because exactly. <laughs> I had all the time in the world to grind. Right. Um, but yeah, I ran Nidoking for, I, I had to ditch Pikachu, man. I tried <laughs> so hard. I was like, for the yellow playthrough, I'm going to keep Pikachu in the party, but... You get late in the game, and those stats just do not do No, not no, work. he can't do anything. <laughs> he can't do anything. Yeah, I got to, like, I think I got to, like, the fifth gym, and I was like, all right, sorry, Pikachu. And I had deposited it into the into the box, and it did its little cry, and I was like, mm-hmm. so, I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up replacing Pikachu with Haunter, mm-hmm. um, and then I had Blastoise and Charizard. Nice. You, you got to. <laughs> yeah, that's actually like, that's quite different than what I ended up running with. I think my final, final team was, uh, I ran into the Nido Queen the whole time. I kept Pikachu, um, Charizard, Zapdos, when I got Zapdos, and who am I missing? Those are, oh, fuck, Kadabra. Kadabra. Solid. I ran a Kadabra, and there's one more, but I can't remember. Fuck. Damn. There's six. I can't remember. What? Who could it have been? Pikachu, Zapdos, Nidoqueen, Charizard. It wasn't Blastoise because I don't run a water type. I, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, hey, you got, a, you got a big party there. That's totally fair. And I literally just was playing it last night, so it's very yeah. fresh on my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse because I was playing it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was this morning maybe it was mew maybe i i don't know oh, did I, you do uh did yeah, you do oh, the mew oh we're gonna talk about it yeah okay. yeah okay <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to get there right now but i'm ex- i'm interested to hear about that yeah, yeah. um oh, what was i gonna say oh yeah yeah i um for my other two in the party i had a far-fetched because it can mm. learn fly and cut and i had um Rhyhorn just as a strength. Nice. Um, yeah. But I dude, I so I was going through the um I was going through the electric plant, what do they call that? Power plant. Mm-hmm. And I found the Thunder TM before I found Zapdos. And this is right after I threw Pikachu back in the box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna teach Thunder to Nido King. Because of course Nido King can learn Thunder. um so i immediately taught it and then i found zapdos and i was like maybe i should have ran zapdos instead of haunter but you know (laughs) zapdos knew drill peck i was like it knows drill peck and it could know thunder 
Yeah. But yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty bulky bulky boy right there. So curious, why why run Haunter? I've never uh I've never really ran a ghost type. Well, for me it was between Haunter or Cadabra, because I wanted to run someone who could learn the psychic TM. Um and I don't know, Gengar was one of my favorite Pokemon growing up. And that was not, sure. that's another one that you have to trade for. Yep. So, <laughs> um, but I just think Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar are awesome. Like, I actually have them on uh, my pop socket here. Oh, nice, so, man! You're yeah. serious about this shit. <laughs> this is that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, so just, they're they're some of my favorites for sure. <laughs> I just loaded this up, and uh, that missing one was Pidgeotto. <laughs> oh, solid, solid. Yeah, I didn't use them. It was just for the fly. I taught them fly early on, and. You know, that was that. So, uh, but it's interesting because Charizard can learn fly and yellow. I, I ended up reading that later. I never knew that he, uh, cause he, he can't in the other games. Oh, can he not? I didn't know. Um, no, usually that's what I would do in a red or red and blue. I would teach Charizard fly and then, uh, my surf. Who would I teach surf? I don't know who I would teach surf. Maybe like a Gyarados. Yeah. Gyarados was a, is another go-to for mine. So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, that's wild. Yeah, I, w- I, I assumed because I knew Charizard could learn fly. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to teach Charizard like a flying type move later. Or, uh, you know, yeah, I guess flying type. And um, I tried to teach it, I think, Razor Wind, and it couldn't learn it. I was like, wait, what? It can learn fly, but it can't learn this other move? Like, I thought that was kind of strange. But, you know, Pokemon is going to Pokemon. Yeah, he can learn it in uh, red and blue, or he just can't in yellow. I don't know. I think I'm assuming probably through the first three, mm-hmm. it, he can't learn those, or maybe even through current. I don't know how how they decide what Pokemon can learn what moves. But I was like, oh, if he can learn fly, he can learn this. But no, that's yeah, not how yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found it really funny that Pikachu can surf in this one. That's a uh, that's a nice little touch. I didn't do it, yeah. but it's pretty cool. I looked up the footage. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that on like the uh, the intro. Mm-hmm. Where it has like the surfing Pikachu, right? And ha- I think can it learn fly? No, they Pikachu. have like the okay. okay. Oh, I wish. I I mean, well, if it can, then uh, <laughs> I had no idea. I would have never thought to to try it. That's hilarious if they can. But. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. Only reason I ask is because in that little intro animation, they have Pikachu floating around with like balloons, and I'm like, hmm, you know, would they have done that? Yeah, that, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how like <laughs> you know in yellow version you can like turn around and look at your Pikachu and it'll like flash to like a little cutscene almost where he'll like you know depending on what's going on he'll either shock you or he'll just be super stoked you know it, it's a mm-hmm. nice little touch it's just like the anime you know oh yeah because yeah, when like you start off Pikachu beginning. doesn't like you yeah he doesn't yep. like you and if you put him if you put him in the PC then he'll be pissed off when you take him out. <laughs> so and then it takes a while for him to get happy again. It's really I don't know, it's just a cool touch. But yeah, uh I agree. I agree. Yeah, when I was playing through this, I learned something about Pokémon that not once in my entire life of playing it have I known about and that's that you can move the moves on each Pokémon. Did you know that? I had no idea. No clue. Uh, you just hit select, and then you can change the order. Yep, yep. I that's something I I learned through speed running as well. Um, because I don't th- I never remember doing that as a kid. Yeah, not um, me either. 
but yeah, I learned like depending on whether you have a Pokemon who like if you've got a Pokemon you use for fly, you want that to be the top move. So that when you go to go to use fly, you don't have to move your cursor, you just hit AA and then you're flying. Like right. things like that or like for your for your main, if you've got your like go to move, uh, you want that one to be at the top. <clears throat> and you basically whatever move you use the least, you want to be in that third slot. So yeah, I didn't know that either until, you know, the last couple of years. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I love that. It seems so simple, but like, I don't know. There's no like tutorial or anything in the game, so nothing teaches you. But I, yeah, I was just reading up about Pokemon later and uh, I was like, damn, you can really like even from the very beginning game, you can move the moves. I had no idea. No idea yeah. at all. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, that's something I mean, as a kid, as a kid, you're when you're playing through it, it doesn't. You don't even think about that thing, something like that, because time isn't even real when you're a child. No. <laughs> I'm like, dang! Now that I'm older, I need all the all the quality of life improvements I can get. But yeah, I just remember yeah. sinking so much time into these games as a kid. Oh, no doubt. I can remember my time log as a kid being like well over a hundred hours. Like it was triple digits. You know, I don't know if it was like two, three hundred hours, but I put a fuck ton of time into these games as a kid. But uh. <clears throat> damn um yeah sorry about that uh what was that? there was a, i was on a note not a note but a mental note of what i was gonna say next um oh yeah like when i was a kid i remember you know along with just having tons and tons of hours i remember specifically having like full ass parties of level 99 and 100 pokemon and now playing it i'm like how did I like do this? <laughs> like it's so much time. Like yeah. you would spend a, I spent whole days playing with some of these high level Pokemon that are like, you know, 70. I think that's the highest I got on this playthrough is a level 70. I mean, it would be like a whole day of using that Pokemon and they would go up like one level. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've like exhausted all the trainers and you're just grinding wilds. Yeah. And they really, the only way to grind in this game is to go to the, end game like that's that's pretty much the only way i figured out and you know i had a little bit of extra time on my hands on this playthrough after i was done i really considered trying to catch all of them and i got a pretty i think i got like 80 and uh i was like i'm done like it's <laughs> it's too <laughs> exhausting but as a kid I, I think i did it i didn't do all the trades but i think i did catch all the ones in game on uh pokemon gold which is even crazier. Oh, but, uh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's wild. I did it as a kid as well. <laughs> once I <laughs> once I finally had both carts, mm. um, I caught all 151 in, in red version. And I did not erase that save file until this year when I started speedrunning wow. red version. <laughs> Out of curiosity, um, when you speedrun, you're speedrunning mm -hmm. on emulator, right? Actually, uh, I do for Crystal, um, but uh, when I speed run Gold version and Red version, I use my my cartridges from when I was a kid. Whoa, which is not cool. normal. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> a lot of the community gives me crap. But how do you do? You record gameplay, or do you just do it just like chilling on the couch? Do you stream it off of the off of the uh, Game Boy? So I actually have a Game Boy player for my GameCube. Gotcha. So. Yeah, so I I just hook my GameCube up to my stream um, and just play it through there. That's awesome. 
yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's how I do it. Um, of course, I haven't I haven't ran through red or gold in a long time. I've been playing so much crystal lately, but but yeah, that's that's the setup um, when I do it. And it's yeah, it's funny the the, the community calls me an old man because everyone else uses emulators. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, that just seems like a lot of work to do. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it it, it worked out because I've just had my cartridges ever since I was a kid. Um, and my GameCube, I mean, I've had my GameCube forever. The only thing was the player, but mm -hmm. I, I did a mod to my GameCube where um, I don't need the disc, which is mm -hmm. the expensive part of the Game Boy player. I just needed mm -hmm. the attachment, so gotcha. I bought the attachment, and uh, and yeah, I'm able to to run the player through through that. So Nice. Did you do the whole uh, take out the disk drive, put in the board for the SD card and everything? Yeah, I did yep. too. <laughs> I did too. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's, def that's definitely a move in 2022 for GameCube. Just run yes. Swiss. Yes. So good. Yeah, because mm -hmm. oh, those games are so expensive. I'm like, I can't afford to collect for GameCube anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. I was doing it for a long time. And I had... Dude, there's no telling. I sold off all my stuff. I still have like Smash and Super Monkey Ball. Those are like my two favorite GameCube games. But uh, I still have those just from like a collector's standpoint. But uh, it doesn't run a disc anymore. But, yeah, I, I sold everything a few years ago. It just got it got too outrageous, and I saw an opportunity to cash out. And I did. Yeah, but, I did uh, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, I'm still growing up. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Unfortunately, I don't have my original Game Boy carts anymore either. I probably sold those at GameStop years and years and years ago. But I use uh, EverDrive. I don't. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Uh, it's awesome for the Game Boy. It's the uh, GBA EverDrive, and it runs uh, GBA natively, uh, GBC and GB off of emulator, and it runs NES. So you can play all that on your original Game Boy. It's okay. fucking awesome. I might have to look yeah. into that because I have it's, I have an SP. Yep, so that's what I, I use. To, yeah, I might have to look into that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like if I if I only could keep one console, it would be my SP. It's uh it's my baby. It's got an IPS screen in it, custom shell, the EverDrive, whole nine yards. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Off topic, and you might want to edit this out, but I'm curious. Sure. Have you played through uh, Metroid Fusion? <clears throat> No, I've tried uh, years ago. I've tried and I really want to. I really want to. I think that's the prettiest game on Game Boy Advance and with the IPS screen. Like, holy shit. When you load it up, it looks so fucking good. But no, I haven't tried. I was playing it uh, years ago on a stock uh, 001 SP, like the bad version of the SP with the darker screen. I was mm -hmm. playing it on that for a while and uh, I just kind of lost interest. Uh, what about you though? Well, yeah, I, I was just curious cause I, <clears throat> I listened to the episode that remember the game did on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I should probably give that a shot. And I played through it and it really got me back into the game boy advance in general. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So yeah, I played through it and then I played through a bunch of, metroid games and got back into game boy advance gaming in general like i I've, there's still so many games in that library that i haven't touched that i want to play yeah through. oh no um, doubt but yeah that kind of got me got the game boy advance back in back in the front of my mind again because i hadn't back thought about the it radar. so long 
Yeah. 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 And it's funny because like I say that the Game Boy Advance, the SP specifically really is my favorite console. And uh, but library wise, I have not explored that much because when I was a kid, it was just Pokemon. Like that's right, it. Same. I would play. I would play. You know, red, red and blue, and gold and silver. And then I played a little bit of Gen Three. I mean, I definitely played all the way through them. But that was my cutoff point. I was one hundred percent out of Pokemon from Gen Three until Sword and Shield. I haven't played wow. any of those. Same yeah, way, I mean, I, I was just trajectory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just growing up, and there was just mm-hmm. like there was all this cool shit coming out that was like you know Halo and like that whole scene the Xbox 360 was huge you know for me yeah. that's I, I played that shit for like a decade um and I just upgraded to a Series X from a 360 this year so <laughs> that's amazing so uh, yeah I followed a very similar path where it was Gen 1 2 and then I kind of played 3 a little bit and then yeah fell off to, through Sword and Shield and I recently went back and tried to play through Gen 3, and I just wasn't that into it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old man, but I love Gens 1 uh, and 2 so much. <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely something about the simplicity of Gens 1 and 2, and 2 adds a lot to the formula, but Gen 1 especially, it's just so just like cut and dry kind of. Like there's not any like weird shit going on. You don't have to craft. You don't have like... There's like six different kinds of Pokeballs, 151 Pokemon. Like, you know, there's not there's not that much like extra stuff you could do. I mean, it's perfect. It really is perfect for somebody's first game, in my opinion, which it was my first game to beat. I played a ton of games before Pokemon, but Pokemon Gold specifically is the first game that I beat. So Yeah, wow. That's think, amazing. That's an undertaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. i played a ton of nes growing up and stuff but i couldn't beat any of those games fuck that <laughs> yeah same same yeah nes was my first console because mm-hmm. my dad had it uh like before i was born so i grew up with one which like my dad wasn't really that into video games but apparently he was you know when he had, when the nes was a thing so we had a ton of games and yeah i could never beat any of them like i remember no yeah super mario bros was probably the closest i could get but as a kid, I couldn't beat it. And then, um, I don't know, we had like the original Ninja Turtles game, like uh, Ninja Gaiden. And yeah, there was no chance as a kid. Yeah. Games like that. <laughs> yeah, those are probably two of the hardest games you just mentioned was the original Turtles and Ninja Gaiden. So <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. 100%. Luckily, all that stuff I still have. I still have all my original NESs and all those carts, but and pretty much everything else I've sold off over the years. So it kind of yeah. sucks, but, yeah. but you know, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that one improvement in, in yellow version that, that I really noticed and really stood out to me was the color sprites that the, the upgrades, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, particularly for the Pokemon that you're looking at when you're battling. The one that's like yours is still yeah. just as bad as Gen yeah. 1. <laughs> but I was like, wow, like they really put a little bit of effort into making the Pokemon look good. And that was something that stood out to me immediately when I started the game up. Like that first battle, I'm like, oh my gosh, like Eevee looks looks so good in this little, in the rival battle. And then, you know, we were going through and... <laughs> adding color to the sprites and um you know just you know all the pokemon looked legit there were some that looked better than others but yes yeah. I, I was pretty impressed with that 
was like, all right, they, they, they put some effort into this. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I knew that they looked better. I didn't realize until later that they had actually gone in and done full on new front sprites for all of them. I thought maybe they just sharpened them up and then I kind of like looked up the originals and I was like, God damn, like they do look so much better. And for a game, they really didn't release that long after the originals. It's, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Like some of those uh, original red and blue Pokemon just look like almost unrecognizable. Oh like some gosh. of them look really fucking bad. <laughs> but I, I didn't notice oh. any of that in yellow. None of it. And yeah, yeah it still yeah. looks like shit from behind, like the one that you're sending out. <laughs> but <laughs> the other one is much better. Yeah, I can get over that because because you're seeing the same one in front of you every time anyway. So as long as the one I'm fighting looks cool, I'm good with that. <laughs> yep. If they were going to focus on one, I'm glad that was the one they focused on because... Yeah, the one that immediately comes to mind is my boy Ghastly. They did Ghastly so dirty in Gen 1. Oh, did they? Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure they did. <laughs> yeah, if if you have some time later, look it up. It's not good. <laughs> but Ghastly, yeah, Ghastly Haunter looked really cool in this in this one. And yeah. yeah, all the yeah all the all the redone sprites. We should talk about this Mew thing. Okay. About Mew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before before we get started on Mew, um. You've you know about this glitch? Obviously, you know about it. Have you done this glitch? Well, I've done the one, so I'm curious to hear what you have to say because I, as a kid, always did the Mew glitch in red and blue version, and I don't know. I'm assuming, I just don't know if it's the same in yellow or not. Um, because yeah, I think in red and blue, I don't remember all the steps off my head because it's been a while. But I know there was like a specific trainer to skip up above Nugget Bridge. And then you come back later and you have to like hit start right as he sees you and fly to Lavender Town. And like, you know, I don't remember all the exact steps, but I remember those, those <laughs> like right. you had to, you, there were certain trainers you had to skip and then you had to come back later. And yeah. Yeah. So, so what was it? So it is, it is kind of like that. I have never done it until this playthrough. I could never pull it off back in the day. Um, but from what I understand, there's a few different ways to do it. The way I ended up doing it is a little bit complicated, but <clears throat> basically, um, yeah, you have to skip a trainer and all that stuff. Um, but before you do any of that, you have to have, I think it's a butterfree. Yeah. You have to have a butterfree. Let me, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. I did write this one down because it's, uh, okay. I, oh man, I'm very interested in this. <laughs> No, I fucked up. You don't need a Butterfree. What am I talking about? <laughs> Wait, no, you do. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I wrote this really weird. <laughs> no, you do. You do. You do. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there's a way, a different way to do it. This is just how I did it. You do have to okay. have a Butterfree. But um, basically, you okay, so to get a Mew, first you have to get an Abra. And to get an Abra, you have to get a mm. Butterfree. And to get a Butterfree, you have to get a Caterpie. So you have to get a Caterpie, evolve Caterpie into Meta Metapod, and then evolve Metapod into Butterfree so that you can put the Abra to sleep to catch the Abra. It mm. was a nightmare to do all this because obviously, you know, when you get a Caterpie, and it's really early on in the game when you have to do this too. So basically you have to catch a Caterpie and then you have to do the whole swap out 
to get Caterpie experience. You have to level it up to a Butterfree. I don't even remember like what level, but it's like in the teens that it's going to evolve right. into Butterfree. So you're talking about like a day's work to get the Butterfree. <laughs> and then you have to find Abra. And that's a pain in itself. I did write down that uh, they changed Abra's location in this one. He's on Route 24 oh. instead of Route 5. Oh, so, damn. I was going to say, yeah, because I... So Route 5, I'm bad with the numbers, but I, I remember you used to be able to get one north of Cerulean. So this is the wh- other where's way. Route 24 at? I believe it's down from Cerulean. Okay. I think, gotcha. I think, it's, okay. I think it's below. Um, yeah, def- definitely not on the same road because that definitely wigged me out. It was like super early on in the game, though, like when I first ran into an Abra and I was like, what the fuck? And uh, so, yeah, you had to do all that. You had to get uh, put Abra to sleep. And then that's that's the only way to catch Abra, because immediately when you fight one, he'll just teleport away. Mm-hmm. So the basis yep. of all this, though, is that you need the Abra so that you can teleport. And basically to do the Mew glitch, and I have no idea how this works. There's these like zigzag trainers up above. Um, I think it's Cerulean City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go yep. you go up above. And then you go right, and there's all these zigzag trainers, and there's one that you have to um, you have to miss. And then on the other side, this is a terrible way of explaining it, but on the other side, there's basically this trainer, and you have to walk towards him, and you pause before the exclamation mark comes up. When you pause and teleport, it'll glitch the game out, and that'll put you um, back to the Pokemon Center, and then basically you just walk up and you fight that trainer that you missed, and he throws out like a slow poke or a slow bro or something like that. You beat him and then immediately teleport again. And when you start walking, it'll the game will just pause and a Mew is there and he's like level seven. You can catch him super easily. But I mean, catching Mew and doing the glitch is pretty easy, but everything I had to do to do it, like in <laughs> retrospect, I'm like, it wasn't fucking worth it. Not one yeah. <laughs> bit. I think I think I leveled my Mew up to like level twenty two. Like that was it. And then everybody else oh, by yeah. the end of the game was like level sixty, sixty five. I didn't really use him, <laughs> but I just wanted to do it. And god damn, it was such a pain in the ass in this game. Yeah. I don't know if it's like that in red and blue, but it was terrible. And apparently you can do it in like the missing no way. Um, mm-hmm. I, which I haven't done. I don't know anything about missing no. I was hoping you do, but uh, yeah, I remember missing <laughs> I now. I mean, I know I know about it. I just have never done it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I did research. I like look, looked into this a little bit, um, trying to figure out why exactly the Mew glitch works. And I don't know. I still don't know. I think it's something to do with the coding. And like, for some reason, apparently this glitch works with other Pokemon and trainers and stuff. And you can really, if you know, like, if you know the code, you can catch any Pokemon like this. Um, yeah. I tried to replicate it later in the game and without save states, I would have broken the game because it, it yeah. totally glitched it out and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you go on from there, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I did it. It is, it's pretty wild how much um, Pokemon players have figured out about gen one and how broken gen one is. Um, <clears throat> I am not an expert by any means, but you know, I think uh, the the first and really still, if I my go to guy on Twitch to watch for stuff like that is shenanigans. Um, 
he actually is kind of I I got into Pokemon speedrunning by watching his uh, runs at GDQ. Um, but man, yeah, if you want to talk about breaking Pokemon and like glitching to get every single one and like knowing all the ins and outs of of the code of the game, it's just like it blows my mind how 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 people know all these things. And obviously, there are plenty of plenty of people in the community who 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 know these things and have been kind of paving the way for speed running and for, you know, different glitches you can do. But shenanigans is kind of the one who, who introduced that to me. Um, but yeah, like you watch you know, all these insane inputs and, and RNG manipulations and just like little, little ways and like, you know, all these intricacies of how to, excuse me, basically make the game, you know, break for you. Right. It blows my mind. And it blows my mind that the game doesn't automatically just crash when some of this stuff is going on. Um, and I guess if you don't know what you're doing, it very easily could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of been the long, uh, the long running joke is that, you know, Pokemon Gen 1 is like held together by bubble gum. Like, they're, like, <laughs> it's, it is so fucked up. And I like I don't know how people figured this stuff out because there's a lot of shit you can do. Um, but yeah, when I tried to replicate the Mew glitch later in the game, I okay. So what happened was, you know, I'd already done the Mew glitch, already beat the game. I came across a trainer that I hadn't fought, which was weird. Um, he was just in the middle of all these trainers. He's just some trainer. I guess I was probably like about to die, and I avoided him. I was like, all right, well, let, let's see if we can replicate this. And I did, and nothing like crazy happened, but. I did everything right, and you know, usually you would go after you've done the exclamation mark glitch and then teleported back. You would go back to that trainer and try to fight them. Um, I would go up to him. I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't do anything. Um, I couldn't fly. I couldn't teleport. I couldn't. Uh, no battle spawned. Like it was really weird. I couldn't like go into the menu at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, back in the day, I, I guess. I well, what am I saying? I guess it wouldn't be totally locked because if you just reset it, then you would go back to the previous save. But I was definitely stuck in this weird world um, where I couldn't do anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just curious <laughs> as to see what, what the hell would happen if I tried to do this. And uh, mm -hmm. well, there you go. So, I don't, But I don't know why it works in that specific spot with Mew. That's the thing that, that gets me. Uh, yeah. yeah I have no idea. I don't really understand either. I think... I don't know. I it's so it's so tough because you. I remember back to like playground rumors, and it's really hard to like think back to what what was real and what wasn't. Because obviously everyone knows about the uh, the truck, mm -hmm. you know, the infamous truck, where you know you, they say, oh, you know, Muse under this truck, and it's like, no, it's not. But we all believed it as a kid. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to, you know, the room. A part of that rumor was always that they were going to put Mew in the game. So that obviously Mew is programmed into the game. You just can't find it anywhere. And so there's, that's, you know, I, maybe why it's easier to, to do these, this glitch to find it is you can, you know, they, they were planning on putting Mew in the game and, and just didn't, mm -hmm. but I don't really know. I don't know either. There are people smarter than me who do, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, the Mew under the truck is definitely one of those urban legends that, like, 
something about that. Every, anytime I get close to that truck, it still just sparks some kind of like curiosity in me. And I know he's not there. That's the thing. It's like, he's not fucking there, but everybody growing up <laughs> said he was. Um, it's just so funny how that stuck around. And they were, I mean, I had kids at school swearing on their life that they caught me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Everyone did. And so I don't yeah. know how. Exactly. I don't know how that I don't know how that was so prevalent everywhere. But the interesting thing about Mew though is yeah, like the sprite and everything is in the game. Um Mew is legit, but from what I understand, he was given away at a Japanese convention. And so that was the only way to get Mew. Um but outside of that, there's not a legit way to get him in the game except for glitching mm-hmm. him. Um, I like to think that some, at some point, somebody's going to figure it out and it's going to be a non glitch, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I mean, uh, at the the time of like Pokemon coming out, I I even wonder like, did they even know how big this was going to be? Like, it doesn't seem like it was going to be a big deal, like to have Mew as such like a small little thing, you know, come to this one thing for this one week and then it's over, you know? So I guess they just didn't know. I think, yeah. I, I think when Pokemon originally, when they they originally made this game, like we're talking blue and red, I don't think the phenomenon was near. I mean, you can even see it from, from blue, red to yellow, and then from yellow to, to silver and gold. Like, so much more effort was put in. The team, you know, grew because uh, Pokemon right. really blew up. Um, but the original team that made the first the first games, I think was pretty small. If I remember correctly, I remember watching some YouTube documentary about um, the creation of of the original Pokemon games. And it was like, yeah, it was held together by, you know, you said held together by bubblegum and duct tape earlier. (laughs) I think that's pretty accurate because the the team that made it wasn't very big. And, um, you know, it was it was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a a smaller project than uh, than the rest were following that. So. Right. The fact that they were able to make the game what it is, I think, is is pretty impressive because they're really, you know, I know there's not as nearly as much to do in Gen 1 as later gens, but there's still some pretty fun exploration to be done. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You can, uh, especially in game, like you can go do pretty much anything. You can go, you know, find Mewtwo. You can go get all the sacred birds or the legendary birds, whatever. Uh, You know, like you were saying, go back to the Safari Zone, like just go hang out in there for a while. No, see see what you can do. Yeah, yeah, I was having a, That's one of the reasons I didn't end up beating the Elite Four before we recorded this is because I just got wrapped up. I was like, I, I got to see what I can find out here. You know, I don't remember which zones have which Pokemon, and I ended up bringing all three rods with me into the Safari Zone because I kept using the Super Rod and I kept getting Magikarp. I'm like, all right, well, apparently I'm supposed to use other other rods in here. So I went in and I was like trying fishing with all the different rods and. It just brought me back to, yeah, exploring it as a kid and yeah. finding all these Pokemon you couldn't find anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I'm just curious, but does, do you think speedrunning has kind of like dampened your perspective on the games or is it enhanced it? Like, I feel like um... it would ruin it for me. That's why I don't I don't want to speed run these games. You know, I like speed running. I'm not very good at it, but more like platformers and stuff like that. Just like point A to point B kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I felt that way when I f- 
kind of I kind of felt that way when I first started because basically the reason I started speed running was because I was playing Pokemon Legends Arceus it had just come out and I was like man I just had the I oh this happens every time a new Pokemon comes out I just I'm playing it and then I get the urge to go back and play the play the old ones Right. So I went back and got my red card out and started playing through just normal. And I was like, man, I've done this so many times. Like, I need a breath of fresh air here. What can I do? And I was like, well, the, you know, these, these all these people speed run it. Maybe I can just, like, see what that's about. And I just decided to start trying it to give myself something new to do. And at first, I was like, yeah, you know, this is this is kind of breaking the game for me. You know, I don't really think that I could go back and play it normally again. Um, but going back and playing through yellow, uh, for this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, this is, this is still awesome. So I think it's, it's kind of just broadened the ways that I could play the game, if that makes sense. Like if I want to do a speed run, I can, but if I want to jump in and just do a regular playthrough, I, I can, which honestly is kind of a relief to me because, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of how I feel about Gen. That's what I was worried about that happening with Gen two because that's my favorite. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I was worried that when I started speed running it, I wouldn't ever want to go play it normally again, and I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> Good. I did like a whole uh, a whole run through silver on my stream before before I even attempted speed running because I was like, I, I just want to play it one last time. But, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it for me personally, I don't know. Everyone's got their different perspectives on it, but I think it just adds a a new way to play the game if you want to. But right, uh, I, I no, was I sense. was very happy to yeah happy to find out that I could still go back and and play it normally if I wanted to and still have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared of that still. I mean, that's, that's definitely relieving to know that it's not the case for you, but, uh, yeah, I like to keep it special. Everybody tells me that I should try to, uh, speed run earthbound. That's like my favorite game of all time. <laughs> and I'm just like, nah, dude, I'm not doing it. I mean, I know I could do it, but no, not doing it. Yeah. That was the first, when you asked me that, that was what it popped into my head. I'm like, I heard I listened to your Earthbound episode and I know how much you like that game. I'm like, I bet, yeah, I bet he's, I bet he's trying not to speedrun that game. And I don't yeah. blame you because, like, I've heard, you know, I've heard people say that watching Earthbound speedruns is like, oh, like I could, I can do this in this way, you know. And and in your episode, you're talking about how the dialogue in the story was like one of your favorite parts about it, and yep. basically speedrunning it just kind of throws all that to the side. So you know right there's plenty of games you can speed run you don't have to speed run your favorites <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt yeah maybe one day i'll try it with pokemon maybe with the one that i'm you know not as fond of maybe like gen 3 or something i don't know i mean i like those games they just kind of they don't hook me like gen 1 and gen 2 do you know yeah another thing i thought was was pretty pretty cool was just like the way they went in and and related it back to the anime because um, i know we were talking a little bit earlier about how we both kind of watched that growing up and um i loved the introduction of jesse and james uh you know they yeah. kind of took the place of a lot of just those rocket grunts right um <laughs> which was so you know so funny like they pop up and they've got their they've got their pokemon they have you know ekans coughing at the beginning and then they eventually evolve into arbok and wheezing and of course they've got meowth um <laughs> and it you know oh, it's so good like uh 
just you know fan service which is exactly mm-hmm. what this game was trying to do um and then you mentioned it earlier too you know getting and i, I still love that you didn't know going into this because it was kind of you know i would have loved for this to be like a surprise but getting uh charmander the guy's like oh i'm not good at raising my charmander will you take it yep which is a little bit nicer than what happens in the anime. <laughs> oh, it's probably one of the most emotional scenes in the anime ever. Mm-hmm. Like the dude's just leaving like... his Charmander out in the rain. They're trying to keep the flame, you know, the flame from going out. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, but my that's, God. yeah. Ash gets the Charmander. Yeah, they. I'm glad they made it a little bit more, uh, more nice in this. But yeah, he, he can't take care of it, so you get Charmander. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, take this from me, and then yeah, the. The Squirtle getting into mischief. It's like, oh yeah, Squirtle mm-hmm. Squad, I got you. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, I, the Bulbasaur was the hardest for me to find because I, um, the other two are just NPCs out in the overworld. So during this playthrough, I was like going town to town and talking to all the overworld NPCs, trying to find who gives you Bulbasaur. And I finally had to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I and did like, too. Oh no, you have to go into a house. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember where Bulbasaur was. Is that the one where you had to, like, your Pikachu had to be happy or something? Had to be, like, a certain level of happy? Probably. You know, I, I that would make is, sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had, to, yeah, you you had to have to... Pikachu with you to get it. Okay. I didn't. I still had Pikachu with me at the time, and I'm, I think Pikachu was, was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, most likely. Because, um, yeah, that's the one where you go into the house, and she's like, oh, yeah, I've been taking care of all these Pokemon that are hurt. Uh, but it's a house in Cerulean. It's like left of the Pokemon Center there. The main reason mm. I remember that specifically is because I, I looked it up and it's, that's how it described it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that related to the anime too. It was like the the woman who's taking care of all the all the Pokemon who'd been injured. Um, so I just thought that was cool because it's like, you know, these are the ways that, that Ash got these Pokemon in the anime and that's how you're getting them in the game. And um you know, just just nice touches and a good and and a uh, fun way for you to to have all three starters if you want to run with them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would have done that had I known. You know, I, I had the Charmander, and you know, I used him a lot up to Charizard and all that. Ended up with like a level sixty Charizard and like a level seventy Kadabra and a level like sixty five Nido Queen. Those were kind of like my top runners. But uh, yeah, yeah, I sure would have used Blastoise had I had I known. I would have loved to do that. Yeah, that one can be, well, yeah, you have to beat Surge and then talk to her. So I was like, yep. I tried talking to her before Surge and she wouldn't give give me Squirtle. So, but yeah, that's the thing, you know, as a kid, you're going to talk to every NPC. But yep. when you grow up, you're like, well, most of these people just tell me things I already know. So I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fortunately for me, that's still kind of like my uh, my formula for playing any kind of RPG is to just talk to all the NPCs, and I spend a ton of time doing that. Just like <laughs> so much time. I mean, I enjoy it though. You know, I mm-hmm. when I'm playing a game like this, like I have to, I can't be in a rush. Like that's just that's just how I play these kinds of games, and I'll yeah. just walk around, talk to people, or just like I don't know, exploring. It definitely gets old, though. It definitely, definitely can. When I was first playing through Pokemon Yellow, um, I started this whole journey for this game in March. A long time ago. Um, I played 16 hours in one weekend. And wow. then and then I put it down until like a month ago. And then I finished it. Uh, me and my uh, me and one of my buddies were, were going through this for the first time ever. 
and uh, he he was originally going to do the podcast. He still hadn't beat it by the time that I was ready, and he was he just basically gave me permission to to ask somebody else, and so I did. And then that guy ended up having stuff come up. And then I asked you, and uh, now we're here. <laughs> so this this got passed around three times. So uh, so yeah, very well, hey, very man. grateful, very grateful. The dice fall. Well, yeah, I am I am more than happy. Um, yeah, to chat about this, but but man, that's so cool. That's so cool that you had a buddy that was also playing through it for the first time, so you guys could kind of talk about it as you were going. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, he. I mean, he had basically beaten it. He was at the elite four, and he couldn't figure out how to do it. And, uh, which, which really sucks, you know, cause I, I really wanted him to be able to do it, but, uh, he didn't want to do it without beating the elite four. And he basically just said he didn't have time right now. So I was like, all right, that's, that's cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he gets <laughs> well, through it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. Well, if he needs a tip using, I, as a kid, I never used X items, mm-hmm. but X items are a really good way to get through battles if you're a little underleveled. <laughs> oh yeah. No doubt. I still didn't. So. I still don't use them. I, I just go go power through and uh, grind if I have to. That's uh, yep. That's my tip. But Kadabra is definitely the move for Gen One. Like goddamn man, he's mm-hmm. so OP. Like I've always known that the psychic Pokemon are OP in this generation, but until this playthrough, I really didn't understand. Like I, you could beat this game hundred percent if you just had a party of Kadabras. Like, oh yeah. If you just had a full on party only Kadabra, you can get through the game. Like yeah, for one sure. Shot I don't think all day. I don't think Psychic has a weakness, like a type, no. a type weakness in this gen. I was trying to figure that out, <laughs> and when I was going to, because yeah, that was another point I wanted to bring up was Sabrina's gym, which, as a kid, uh, was always the one that took me the longest to get through. Um, yeah, she would just kick my ass every single time. so before sabrina's gym i was like all right i gotta figure out what psychic pokemon are weak to because i don't remember and the reason i don't remember is because i don't (laughs) i don't have a weakness right Uh, so yeah i I had to that one and that's uh i think i think they're weak to to grass but there's not there's not a lot of grass pokemon that's that's the big kicker there's not a lot because i mean even if even when you do fight them they're like really really weak you know it's like a caterpie or like whatever there's not really anything in this game because a lot of those like stronger grass types are in the safari zone so you never have to fight Mm -hmm. them so yeah yeah you can just run psychic and be fine that makes sense because i never run grass type so (laughs) maybe that's why i I didn't know that but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so i think it was funny because i remember when I started speed running, I, I remember how happy I was that I could just blast through Sabrina's gym. And I'm like, ha, like younger me would be so happy with how quickly I'm beating Sabrina right now. <laughs> and it, yeah, this, this took me right back, you know, to, and I think her Pokemon were different in this, um, in yellow than they, and I think some of the gym leaders Pokemon, uh, were different than in red and blue. And that's one of the reasons I was a little bummed that I didn't get to the Elite Four, because I would have loved to see the changes um, in what different Pokemon the the Elite Four had. But yeah, Sabrina had just all level, the you know, three level 50s, an Abra and a Kadabra and an Alakazam. And that Alakazam about about took me out. It took me all, all of my uh, starters to get through, and luckily I hit an Ice Beam 
and oh, froze it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I hit a freeze yeah. with Ice Beam. Otherwise, I was going to have to reset and restart the battle. But, oh, man. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I have no idea how to get past that battle if you don't have a Kadabra yourself because Psychic can just destroy other Psychic Pokemon if you get the first turn, you know, if you get the jump on them. Yeah. Uh, that's how I did it. I have no idea. Yeah, you'd have to wipe through your entire party to beat them because, God, man, Alakazam, like, especially high-leveled, it's a one-hit kill on everything. So, mm-hmm. like... And it outspeeds everything, too. Yep. So it's fa- it's fast, which, yeah, that's that's tough, too, because <laughs> it can <laughs> put you to sleep and, you know, hit you with Psychic, lower your special def- defense, and you're just, you're done. So... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that was... Uh, that was a that was a kick back to when I was a kid was was fighting Sabrina. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember how much this sucked. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Gen one, man. There's just so many things about it that just bring me right back. I remember um, the music in Lavender Town oh, scared God. the crap out of me yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's still horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember. I like hearing that music. Just took me back to like. Um, Cause I, I had just the Game Boy Color with like the worm light, mm. and I, you know, my parents didn't want me to stay up past a certain time, but of course I'd be up playing in my room. And took me, you know, just like a dark room, hearing that Lavender Town music, I turned the volume down every single time as a kid. So oh yeah, was, uh, that scared the crap out of me. Just... Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely something really really creepy about it. There's like Lavender Town, and there's the the tower, the Pokemon Tower. That music's bad. I think the. Um... The cave music freaks me out still. It still gives me a certain level of anxiety because, God, man, those caves can be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one end game that I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's where you're, like, jumping down all the holes and you're in the water and you have to, like, swim and you have to move the boulders. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of that cave, but, God, that that's yeah. the one thing I looked up because I got so frustrated in that place. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's... That's the cave where you find uh, Articuno. Um, yep. It's like the Seafoam Islands, I think, is That's what it's it. called. Something like That's, that. Yep. You have to get through there to get to the end game. Oh, do no, you? Oh, there's no... As far as I know, there's no way. There's no other way to get through, to get there instead of doing that. And it's like... It's a nightmare, man. Like... I couldn't do it because you're, you know, you're surfing, you're dropping through holes, you're moving boulders, there's all sorts of puzzles. Like, it's very difficult even for me now i had to look it up i was like i, I can't do this yeah <laughs> i tried and tried and tried <laughs> oh man yeah that's i am uh, that's why that's probably another reason we put so much time into this like yeah we were grinding but we were probably grinding while we were trying to figure out these puzzles and stuff like yeah oh man yeah i remember stuff like that taking me forever forever <laughs> and <clears throat> yeah because you you drop down and I'm and I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's like you you have to drop the boulders down to stop water current. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So otherwise, you just get pulled down and have to start over. I know I mentioned it earlier, but like Silphco, um, I I for the life of me could not figure that out as a kid. You have to find the card key, and it's literally hidden in like the worst possible oh, corner. Yeah. 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 I remember as a kid, I had like beaten all of the rockets in the entire and, and it, the concept of checking floor by floor as a kid didn't really occur to me. You know, I, I thought I had to use all these teleporters to get somewhere special. So I'm like using all these teleporters and flying all over the building. Like where like where is this thing? Um, that one always like 
that that's like a pain point for me as a kid. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, then you've got like Seafoam Islands and you have the Victory Road boulders that you got to push around. Um, like I'm trying to think, I think there were more more than that. But one thing yeah, I liked fun. about, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, it's funny because Victory Road is actually one that I do kind of remember and I actually didn't have trouble with it this time. I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing compared to Seafoam Islands. I mean, I figured out Victory Road and I was like, hell yeah. You know, I caught, uh, who was there? Moltres, I think. I think I caught Moltres before I was even out of there. Like I didn't have to go back and get them. And I, yeah, it was crazy. It, it was like I knew where Moltres was and it, like everything just kind of clicked and came back. It was difficult, yep. but... Uh, you know, I got through it pretty easily. Nothing like Seafoam yeah. Islands, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because, yeah, that that one, yeah. I mean, by the time you get to Victory Road, you're ready to get to the Elite Four. So it's like, uh, you know, they had a little bit of mercy on that one. Because, yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. No. And even, no, yeah, even if you don't know the puzzle, it's not nearly as big. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I know that I know that one, like, the back of my hand now because I've you know, had to do it a million times, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, you know, it, it was, it was clever. It was a clever way for them to, to add some difficulty to the game. Oh, I liked, um, in, uh, the power plants, how there, you know, there are item balls all over the place, but some of them were Voltorb or Electrode. Yeah. It's such a nice touch. It's like, I think it was like that red and blue too, but you, uh, yeah, you'll like go up to a Pokeball thinking it's an item and they're fucking everywhere and it'll just like, you know, it'll make a little like electric noise and then it'll end up being a uh, Voltorb and uh, they're like high as fuck level two. They're like 50 or 60 and uh, yeah, if you're not prepared for that, they'll get you, man. <laughs> yep. That's where yep. you find, uh, that's where you find <laughs> Zapdos, right? Yeah. The power that's right. Later. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went there because I knew, <clears throat> well, I wanted to find Zapdos. But I also knew that there was a Thunder TM somewhere in there. Oh. Um, I don't, yeah. So I, I, well, I didn't know for sure, but I was pretty sure that I remembered that. So I was like, I really, I had just deposited Pikachu. And I was like, I really need something for water types. And I don't have any Pokemon that could learn a grass move. So let's go get the Thunder TM. <clears throat> so that's why I went. So I was, I was checking every item ball. So <laughs> I loved that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's super clever, super fun. And I remember finding that as a kid, like way after I'd beaten E4 and I was still exploring the world because like I never thought to surf over there. It's not, you know, power plants not required in this game. It's totally optional. Right. Um, so I just thought that was that was super cool. Like I loved I it just brought me back to finding it as a kid and being like, whoa, there's this whole thing over here and there's all these electric type Pokemon. Like, dang. Yeah, the power plant's sick. And uh, yeah, I don't think, well, can you get there before the game's over? Can you get there before you, Elite Four? You can. Yeah. You just have to backtrack because okay. it's after you get Surf. <clears throat> um, and yeah, you would have, you know, I was, because I knew it was there, I did it in this game or in this playthrough. But, yeah, you wouldn't think to just go back and explore that area, you know, if you're trying to get through the game, because it's, <clears throat> yeah, north of uh, of Rock Tunnel and uh, east of Cerulean, so. Yeah, yeah, it's that's not how a I really, get it's from Cerulean. Yeah, it's not a quick, quick access kind of thing. You have to, you have to travel a little bit to get there by foot, because you can't fly. Yeah. So, yeah, probably so you can, one of the most but... in, uh... 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. You can. It's just. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hard to find. <laughs> Probably one of the most embarrassing things about me playing Pokemon Yellow this time. Two things that I missed for most of my playthrough. I didn't have Fly, and I didn't have the bicycle. Oh until, yeah. Until <laughs> until way later, like eighth gym. <laughs> I didn't have either of those. Well, so <clears throat> that's I okay. didn't know how to get it. I had, I had to look it up. I had to look it up. I knew what I needed to do to get the bicycle. Um, I just didn't. And then I, I looked it up later because I knew I had to talk to somebody, get a bike voucher, and then go to the bike shop. With Fly, I was like, I have no idea. And I looked it up, and I was like, I, I wouldn't have figured that out. Like, Because <laughs> if you miss that like when you're around that area... Like, mm -hmm. especially the pre-internet, like you're probably not going to go back there and do that. It's like, I think you have to wake up a, another Snorlax, which I thought was really weird. And then you <laughs> have to like go up to some house. I, I don't know. It's not, yeah, it's not the Safari Zone. There's something in the Safari Zone. I think it's cut, but, uh, or something well, like that. Well, so but. they, yeah, so they, luckily <clears throat> they moved the Snorlax, uh, to the left of that cut tree. So you can access that before you get the Poke Flute. But, yeah, it's where the Snorlax is, so, you know, you go over there, you see Snorlax, you're like, oh, this way is blocked. If you don't think to go north and, and use that cut tree, if you just, you know, decide to skip that. And technically, fly is optional. You could technically just traverse the map, so I guess that's how oh, yeah. they get away that's with hiding it. Yeah, so... <laughs> Probably yeah, like, um, 10 hours. Goodness, man. Yeah, that's... uh. I, yeah, I never thought about that, like, missing Fly, because, yeah, she's just hidden up in that house, <clears throat> there's really nothing else up there. Um, she even says when you talk to her, she's like, oh, you found me, uh-oh, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, geez, man, why'd you make it so hard for me to get this, but, yeah, yeah, that's, it. and then the bike thing, it's funny that you say that, because, um, I was talking to uh, I was talking to my fiance because she was watching me play. She played this as a kid too, and she's like, I was riding around on my bike, and she's like, "Can I tell you something?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "I never found the bike as a kid," and I I chuckled a little bit, but I'm like, "That makes sense. Like, you have to just go into this random house, and then listen to this dude talk about his favorite Pokemon, and he gives you a bike voucher. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like That's it's really pretty." Odd. Yeah, it's very random, <laughs> and then you have to remember where the bike shop is, like, right, and trek your way back to it. So it's easy to miss. And honestly, if you've got the time, um, the thing that stinks about Gen One is anytime you're on that bike, that bike music is playing. Like you, mm -hmm. in Gen Two, I like it because when you change areas, it'll turn the bike music off and switch it to whatever area you're in. Like it'll. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like if you're on like a route and you get on your bike and then you enter a town, it transitions the music to the town's music and you don't have to listen to the bike music anymore. But that bike music in Gen 1, you know, especially like ha being a speedrunner and as soon as you get the bike, obviously you're using it, that bike music mm -hmm. gets old. And the music mm -hmm. in this game is so good. So Oh, it's amazing. Fantastic. I mean, honestly, Pokemon is the main reason why I like, you know, video game, eight bit, 16 bit music so much like that. I mean, shit, dude. And the thing I was thinking about this earlier before we started, uh, there's never a time in Pokemon where there's no music playing. Mm -hmm. There's never, I'd, I'd never thought about it. I mean, it's such a given, but 
there's I don't know some games like it'll go kind of ambient, um, but in Pokemon that's not the case. It's on one hundred percent of the time. There's some kind of music playing, and it's all yep. just like so. It's so good, man. So fucking good. Oh yeah. Wow, wow, it's funny you mentioned that. I never thought about it that way. Because I know, I think it's Gen 2. There's one battle, I can't remember. I think it, it might be Red, and there might be maybe one other battle. Where when you're having the dialogue, the music completely cuts. And it's just like the the beeping as you're going through the dialogue. And it adds so much more to it. Because, you know, it's like you said, throughout the rest of the entire game, music's playing. And I, yeah. But you don't even think about it because the music is just, yeah, it always fits. It's always so good. Mm-hmm. And they have different, like, battle music for different scenarios. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, before we started, I was looking up the Pokemon Yellow OST, um, just, like, kind of going through music, figuring out what I'm going to put in the final version of this once I get it out. And I still don't really know, like, what is the, <laughs> what do I need to put in here? What do I put on the outro? But I'll figure it out. But it's always nice. That's one of my favorite things about doing these podcasts is, excuse me later on uh when i'm going into the editing process i'll pretty much sit there and listen to an entire soundtrack to figure out what i want to put in there and uh yeah when you when you when you start to hear these songs like through really good headphones instead of coming out of the little game boy speaker you're just like oh god it's so good it's so fucking good i mean it's good out of the little speaker too but i mean if you've never opened up a uh a game boy like the speaker is like this big like you could almost Mm -hmm. like lose it it's so small so it's impressive that you can even hear it on one of those old systems yeah oh man (laughs) yeah (laughs) just just bangers music pokemon music's so good i remember uh back in the cd days i mean i had a whole like binder of cds and i burned a cd with all of the gen one pokemon music on it and i would just drive around and listen to that when i was like 16 (laughs) (laughs) yeah no shame in that (laughs) no not at all it's so good uh yeah back to the snorlax thing before we get totally Mm -hmm. off that do you know what why are there two because there's two there's two snorlaxes i don't know i don't know go ahead no 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 i was just i was just curious if you knew because there's definitely two and one guards fly and the other one's earlier in the game um i just thought it was weird it was really weird because in the anime there aren't two, I don't think, and this was trying to follow the anime. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's an access thing. I think they want you to um, beat the Lavender Town Ghost Tower. You know, make sure you're to that point because in order to identify, well, there's a way around this, but we can we can talk about that in a second. But For in sure. order to beat uh, in order to beat the ghost. that's blocking the way to Mr. Fuji, you have to beat the rockets in Cerulean, or not Cerulean, Celadon, uh, Mm -hmm. in the game corner basement uh, to get the Sylph scope. And then you have to use the Sylph scope to identify the ghost. And so I think they're trying to make sure that you've done all of that and your Pokemon are a decent level because it's supposed to require quite a few fights. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you do that, you get the Poke Flute, and then it unlocks the south part of the map. Um, so that you can get Surf and Strength <clears throat> and and uh, Fight Koga. Um, but fun fact, and I don't know if this works in Pokemon Yellow, but it definitely works in Red and Blue. If you buy a Pokedoll, 
uh, mm-hmm. which allows you to flee from a battle. When you go to fight um, Marowak, if you don't have the Sylph Scope, you can just use a Polka Doll, and you can just completely skip having to get the Sylph Scope. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, when you're speedrunning, you do that so you don't have to fight all the rockets and fight Giovanni yeah. down in the Celadon basement. So, but but that's what, yeah, I think that's what it's intended for. So, and it's also, it was also nice because um, I remember, you know, just all these memories of Gen 1 are flooding back. Like, <laughs> it, it's a good early way to show you, like, hey, if you fight this overworld Pokemon and it and it faints, it's gone. Gone forever, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you didn't save before that first Snorlax and you're like, oh, man, I accidentally KO'd it. Um, and now it's gone. Now it's returning to the forest. Like, oh, damn. So you have that second shot, which is nice. Yeah. And then that, that tells you for later when you're finding Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres, Mewtwo. Like, hey, you need to save before this because if something goes wrong and you don't catch it, like you run out of Pokemon or Pokeballs or you, you die or anything, you know, you're not going to get another shot. So I don't know if that was a part of their purpose. I think it might have just been an area access thing, but it was nice because it was like, oh, I KO'd this one. Oh, here's another one. I'm going to save before this. Like, yeah, that makes sense. It, it is nice that they give you a second opportunity because, as far as mm-hmm. I know, though, in in red and blue there aren't two. I might be wrong, but there are, there are two. Are there? Okay, yep. okay, there are. Wow. Yep. But and hey, I mean, and that's another thing too. Depending on what route you take, you might not ever run into the second Snorlax. You know, yeah, that's that's only true. one of those two routes are are required. So gotcha. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's yeah, that's that's super interesting. And I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it that way until you just asked about it. I'm like, oh yeah, it gives you a second shot at catching Snorlax if you miss one. So Yeah, I just found it weird. That's another thing that I can definitely remember when I was a kid in uh in OG Pokemon is you know, just talking about it at school, just trying to figure out how to get past him, because I had no idea. And I I mean I specifically remember my buddy telling me about the Poke flute. Mm-hmm. And I think I went to his house and he showed me like how to do it and i was like damn like that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so many steps and it's yeah i I, I knew that the flute woke him up but i didn't know how to get the flute because i knew that from the anime so (laughs) you know yeah no that's and that's it kind of leads back to where you're you were saying this is like a really good first game for somebody because it especially like an introduction to an rpg like you're not always going to have, you know, this game holds your hand for quite a bit of it, but there's some stuff where you just have to figure it out. Like there's, yeah. you know, we've already talked about maybe five or six different areas of the game where it's like, you're not getting any real hints here. Uh, you're just going to have to figure it out like <laughs> and explore and talk to everybody. Yeah. Um, like if you don't talk to that rocket standing in front of the poster in the game corner, you're never going to find the rocket basement. Or if you don't pay attention to what he says, like if you're just skipping right. through his dialogue, or if you don't know how to read, like we were talking about earlier. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and you just don't walk up to that poster and click A, like, and you just leave. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could you could get stuck. So I think it's a really, it's a really nice, it's a good way for, to teach someone to, you know, when you go into an RPG, you really have to pay attention to all the details to figure out where you need to go. Yeah, and that's the thing is I don't really consider myself an RPG guy. Um, I really like Pokemon, 
you know, I loved Earthbound and the Mother series when I eventually got to that. Those are they're very close, but like other stuff, I'm just not not into it RPG wise. But Pokemon sticks, man. It, it sticks with me. Like I'm telling you, it was my favorite thing as a kid. Like the show, the games, everything up until about Gen three, going into Gen four, and then I just kind of grew up. But I don't know. Now I'm going back and like I'm kicking around the idea of trying some of those other games. I haven't played any of them. Uh, yeah, I played Sword and Shield. Didn't really like it. It was it was okay at best. But yeah. uh, I'm definitely excited for Gen nine. That's going to be a day one for me. Ooh, uh, okay. That game coming out. Yeah. Okay. I haven't really paid any attention to any of the trailers or anything for that. Um, so maybe I need to look into it. It looks good. Okay. It looks like they're crossing the formulas um, with Gen nine to do like the Arceus thing along with kind of like the classic. Um, and apparently you can go through the gyms in any order. Like it's kind of open world. I, I don't think they've ever done that where you can just kind of go to whatever gym you want. I think there's level scaling. I could be wrong, but I think there's going to be okay. level scaling and they're, yeah, they're kind of doing the, the Arceus thing. I didn't play Arceus, but from what I know about it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, more, more of an exploration and uh, I think you're going to be able to craft and stuff like that because everybody wants you to craft nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Breath of the Wild coming yep, in here, changing uh, everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I could, yeah. And then, yeah, maybe that's the old school in me, but I'm like, I can do without the crafting. Can you just give me my potions? But, I agree. you know, hey, it's kind of, you know, to each their own. And that's cool. I might have to check it out because, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really looked into it yet. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh yeah. You were talking about going back and maybe trying some of the other uh, yeah. generations. They did release uh, remakes of Pearl and I think it was Diamond and Pearl for Switch. Yeah, the Diamond the Switch. and Pearl Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through Shining Pearl. Um, it was pretty fun, you know. And so it might be, that's a, that's a pretty accessible way, you know, yeah. rather than trying to track down a D- DS or something like that for for those games, but I don't know. I enjoyed it uh, for what it was. I know. Um, I think a different company was involved in the, in the remake of that. And uh, speedrunners found a way to like immediately break the game. Like you can pretty oh. much get to the, you can get to like the, the last person you have to talk to like straight out of the first town. <laughs> you fucking speedrunners can't just leave stuff alone. Yeah. Gotta break oh, the game. <laughs> Yeah, no, but... I, I, yeah, I'm definitely interested in the in the remakes. I just haven't played them yet. Um, definitely interested though. That's Gen Four, right? Is mm-hmm. it, it Gen? Okay, and I had never so played. That's, Gen that's 4. what came after Game Boy. Okay, that was the first DS yeah. game. And then mm-hmm. it goes to like YZ, Black and White, uh, Sun and Moon, or maybe not in that order, but yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I don't know <laughs> yeah. the order either. If I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe yeah. that'll be the next one I try. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I had a good time with it. I don't know if I would play through it again, but I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to do that. So um, I'm hoping they keep that treatment going because remakes are just a really easy way to to get an introduction to a game you might have missed somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before I even started Pokemon Yellow, like I said, back in March, I was actually trying to do Fire Red and Leaf Green for the first time ever. And... uh I got a good ways into those games, and then I just stopped. 
And I was like, ah, I want to, I don't want to restart these. Let's do Pokemon Yellow. So that's when I started Pokemon Yellow. And then the same thing happened, except this time yeah. I actually went back and finished it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a big problem with doing that with some of these old games, especially games that, you know, I played back in the day. Pokemon Yellow is an exception because I haven't played this version, but you know, it's a lot like Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, mm-hmm. I just go get really far and then I just stop. Like <laughs> I just burn myself out really quick and I'm like, God, I can't like, I can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. I can't keep staring at this. Cause you know, I'm playing it on a game boy and uh, the, you know, the amount of time you need to do like a regular casual playthrough on a game boy. Like that's a long time to be just staring at that little screen. Um, yep. And you know, you got it like right in your face and it like makes your eyes cross and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I love yeah. it though. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that, especially with how much stuff there is to play nowadays. So, yep. You know, it's easy to get sidetracked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I always try to have one game going for the podcast at all times. Uh, you know, I beat this like two two months ago or something like that. I'm on Link's uh, Link to the Past now, and uh, nice. it is whew, driving me crazy. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> that's it's one hard. that I, I did that too i started it got pretty far put it down and didn't pick it back up but i i loved it while i was playing it yeah uh i no lie i used a walkthrough i because <laughs> i got oh, to I a point out. Of, mm-hmm. yeah yep. i broke out the walkthrough it got it's hard as fuck man it's super hard for me yeah yeah but, it, but yeah, i didn't mean to cut you off carry on <laughs> oh no that's a prime example of a game that I that I started and was super into, put it down one day and just never went back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I get it, man. It happens to the best of us for sure. Yeah, with Link to the Past, that's definitely a game with where I'm at right now with it. If I wasn't doing it for the podcast or like had another person involved, I probably wouldn't finish it because it's just like, I mean, it's taken it's taken a toll on me. That game gives me a headache. It's hard as shit. <laughs> and uh, I'm at the Ice Temple, if that tells you anything. I'm stuck there. That's like the the water temple to Ocarina of Time. Gotcha. Uh, it's gotcha. very much the same thing. It's the most bitched about thing in the game. So I'm mm-hmm. stuck there and broke out the walkthroughs. But yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like the double-edged sword of having this podcast is like, it's good because it can hold you accountable and like make you play through this game that, you know, it's like, yeah, I want to play through this game. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's this obligation to do it too yeah a little there's a little bit of obligation it's not like i mean i'm doing it all for myself i'm not like you know i'm not uh not really trying to do anything with it other than uh keep track of stuff that i'm playing and you know beating for the first time which i do this anyways i've done this for years just like tackled backlogs and just like gotten to gotten to stuff that i i never got around to and uh you know this past year through like COVID and everything, I just listened to a ton of podcasts, and I was like, there's a good community of people here just doing this same kind of thing, and I was like, you know, like Adam Blank with Remember the Game, he's a master of that craft, but then there's also other ones, like uh, Two Dudes in a Nest is one I listen to all the time, um, Emulate This, that's another podcast where they uh, they emulate, you know, instead of playing it on, uh, on original hardware. There's just all these weird little niches, and uh, I really didn't see anybody doing something like I'm doing where they're just playing stuff for the first time and, you know, putting it out there. And I was like, you know, I listened to a few people 
do do podcasts and i was like yeah maybe i can do this and uh i just fucking started trying started asking questions everybody in that community is super helpful and uh you know now i'm just giving it back you know people dm me all the time and they ask stuff of like you know how do you set this up how do you set that up and with streaming too you know i get a lot of people in there that just need help and i'm always always willing to help because that's what was done for me oh yeah i was gonna ask you and i feel like you mentioned this on one of the podcasts i listened to but i don't remember do you stream the games that you're playing for the podcast on twitch most of the time, yes. There there are exceptions. Like I streamed all of Earthbound. Um I streamed what did, what else did I stream? I'm trying to think of what I've done. Streets of Rage was the last one that just came out. I streamed that, but um Link to the Past I'm not streaming because it I get too pissed off. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing that. Um yeah. but after after Link to the Past, I'm doing Resident Evil for Halloween and that I will stream. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Doing Resident Evil. That that game defeated me. Uh, a couple months ago, maybe like five months ago, me and my buddy Josh were doing it and it defeated me. And I was like, I'm not doing this right now. And I was like, let's wait till Halloween and we'll do a Halloween episode. So I'm going to push myself through that game on stream. But uh, right now I'm just streaming Smash every weekend. I'm a Smash player. So uh, holding lobbies and making a little community there. I'm not very good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good at Smash, but, uh, but uh, hosting lobbies there every Saturday and Sunday morning and cool. uh yeah yeah it's fun and then uh, you know i stream just kind of whatever you know i really like super monkey ball i stream that every now and again um just whatever you know okay sick so. well i just followed you i i didn't know that you also streamed so well it makes sense you talking to me on twitch and that's how we got yeah connected. yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, th I thought i heard you mention something about that so i wanted to make sure i asked you but i appreciate but yeah, that, it yeah that's sick Hell yeah. Yeah, so you're streaming uh, only Pokemon, right? But only Pokemon stream run, uh, speed runs, not stream runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now. Um, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, leaving that open to whatever I end up feeling like. I haven't had a lot of time to stream recently, because I've been super busy. Um, but when I do get on there, I've been doing Pokemon, you know, um, and I just kind of play whichever game I'm into the most, which lately has been Pokemon Crystal with all the item randos. Mm -hmm. um that's when i like doing because it's just different every single time um that was one thing that kind of you know eventually started to to wear on me a little bit was like doing the same route over and over again get you know got a little old for me personally i think it's sick that people do that because that's what you have to do to lower your time and end up beating the world record but um it got a little personally for me it got a little stale and so that's why I've been doing the randos. But, you know, with that same, um, you know, that same idea, like I, <clears throat> you know, I've got a whole GameCube library of games that I love. Like I'm open to ending up streaming other things at some point, but Pokemon recently has just been what I've been into. So, yeah. 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 That makes total since sense. I started streaming. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. And the speedrun community is awesome. <laughs> When I was doing uh, Bonk's Adventure, that was a little platformer game that one of the first <laughs> episodes I did, which uh, fucking drove me nuts. But um, yeah, that was like my first introduction to streaming, really, was Bonk's Adventure. And that, that whole community came by and, you know, they were they were really cool. Like, just, I don't know, that was that's really the only thing I've ever tried to speed run <laughs> was uh, Bonk's Adventure. <laughs> and uh, man, it's a dumb little game, but it's it can be fun. It can be really fun. <laughs> that's oh that's amazing that's what i i love like 
I found that when I was playing Pokemon Red version because all these all these people came out of the community and were so passionate and giving me tips. And I, you know, I may, I met a lot of people through just playing that game and I was blown away at like how many people play these, these old games. So yeah, something like Bonk's Adventure where it's like, I, there's a community here. Like, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> very niche, but uh, yeah, Pokemon yeah. speedrunners, there, there's a lot of them. There's a, there's a big community there and there's a few I watch. I watch some Nuzlockers. I'm really, really interested in that. I don't think I would be very good at it, but I really like watching it. Um, but for now, speed running's off the table for me, but a Nuzlocke might be in my, might be in my near future. Cause that's like very yeah. tedious, very tedious. One question I would like to ask before we start mm-hmm. wrapping this up though, is, um, I tried this for a little bit and, and you as a speedrunner, you're very familiar with these games. Do you think it would be possible to beat this game with the original team from the anime? Oh man, so I'm thinking of the original team with just to beat beat the game. So we're not talking about like a specific time limit. Um, uh, no, no. So we're talking uh, Pikachu. We're talking Squirtle, Pidgeotto, uh, I, uh, Bulbasaur. Who else? There's some more um, Charmander. But Charmander. okay, so when we're talking Charmander, as soon as Charmander evolves, even as a charm, well. Yeah, I think even as a Charmeleon just wasn't wasn't obeying Ash. Mm-hmm. So are we talking like, you know, I'm thinking of like, is this a Charizard? You know, because if it's a Charizard that'll obey you, that's great. But if it's a Charizard that isn't going to listen to you, you know. <laughs> we're, we're just going to say it is how it is in the game. If he okay. has a Charizard in the anime, it's going to just behave like a Charizard in the game. Not he, He's going to listen to you. <laughs> okay. He's going to listen to you. I yeah, can't think of I, who else he had, but uh, I know I, I know the Butterfree. Squirtle. Yeah, Butterfree, that's what it is. So it's Butterfree, Pidgeotto, Charizard, Pikachu, Squirtle. Did I say Pidgeotto? I think that's it, Pidgeotto. Mm-hmm. So that's six. And uh, yeah, I tried it for a little bit. And I was mm. like, I, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> like beating yeah. the elite four with that team seemed brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it's possible. If you but... yeah. <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um, I, you know, uh, I think the idea of doing that is pretty cool. Just like to take it back to, to the OG anime squad. But, but I don't know how fun it would be. <laughs> you know, I had to ditch, I, uh, like the fact that Pikachu, that was one of my biggest gripes with this game. I really don't have a lot of gripes, and I get that they wanted to keep it to, uh, you know, the anime where Pikachu says no when you try to evolve it. Uh, but man, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, I can't, I can't run with a Pikachu through the Elite Four. Like, yeah, it just you really, really need work. that Raichu. Yeah, you need the you need the you need better stats than what Pikachu has. Um, so you could do it, but I think it would be pretty heavily leaning towards your Charizard, because um, yeah, Butterfree's not very good, and yeah, I don't think Pidgeotto never evolves into a Pidgeot, does it? In the anime, mm, no, no, it's always Pidgeotto. Yeah, yeah, so with a Pidgeotto, and Bulbasaur doesn't evolve in the anime, I don't think, at least not that no. I remember, or Squirtle. No. Right. Yeah. 
you could do it with Charizard, but man, that would be brutal. Now that I'm really mm. putting some thought into it, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, unless you're willing to grind it up to like a level 100 and you can, you can cheese your way, but man. Yeah, yeah. I tried it, but it, it wasn't happening. No way. Not the, <laughs> I didn't try the Elite trying. Four. I didn't even get to the Elite Four. I was just like, I think there was some gym I was trying to fight like that, like way later in the game. And I was, my, you know, my Squirtle was like level 20 or something. I was like, ah, oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> They're going to evolve. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. It's a fun okay. idea to kick around, but I don't know. Maybe I'll try it someday, but not now. Not for now. Yeah, I didn't even think about not being able to evolve because mm -hmm. that's, that's, if you can't evolve, I really don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think somebody out there has tried it and done it, but I don't know. I I, fi I would find this game incredibly difficult to beat just without a Kadabra, like, or uh, something similar, you know, because I, I don't think with my team without that Kadabra that I could beat the Elite Four. Yeah, I mean, I was even having trouble <clears throat> with, uh, with some of the later gyms. I, last night I got to Blaine. So I gotten through the Pokemon Mansion, got the secret key. I didn't actually end up getting to Blaine, but I got to his gym and started fighting the trainers there. Um, and I think I would have been fine, but I don't know what level his his team was. Mm -hmm. But I remember um, Giovanni, like that fight's really tough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my Pokemon were all still in like the 40s when I got there. Um, mm -hmm. So I probably would have had to do some grinding. I, I had like seven rare candies, which is great, but probably <laughs> not enough to, to supplement. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a, you know, it's a tough game, but it does reward exploring and spending time with it. So. Yeah. When I got to the elite four, I was definitely under leveled, like severely under leveled. Um, but I had a Kadabra and he was pretty low. He was like in his thirties. And I mean, I spent like a whole day just grinding in victory road just leveling him up and as soon as i got him to like 50 it's like untouchable untouchable yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the way i get through the elite four basically when you you know very at the very end of the game you have to fight the elite four plus gary and uh <clears throat> basically the first uh the first leader will send out all water types so you need to have a strong electric and you can just wipe through the water types um with that electric for me it was zapdos um, and then the next trainer, I think, is all rock. And he has a Hitmonlee and a Hitmonchan. Hitmonchan? Champ? Hitmonchan? Uh, <laughs> that's all he has. So you can wipe that with uh, a water type. For me, it's mm -hmm. uh, Nidoqueen because they have Surf. So wipe that. And then literally everything after that, Kadabra. That's all you need. Because you, uh, you have to fight all Psychic and Ghost. And then the next trainer is the Dragon Trainer. Yeah. And you can pretty much wipe all them out and then you fight Gary. And, you know, as long as you have some super potions, you can just go through Gary's team with Kadabra. And it's like it's so easy. So yeah. I have no idea if you don't have Kadabra, how hard that would be. I wasn't willing to try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's you can. That was always the joke is you can just run through Gen 1 with a with a psychic type. And it definitely holds true. Definitely holds true. Um yeah, because I mean, when you when you speed run it, you're you're there with Nato King, um, but there's definitely some RNG that comes into play, and you can very easily die in in any of those fights, depending on how it goes. Um, yeah, 
So yeah, it's <laughs> it's very RNG heavy. So if you've got that Kadabra, but yeah, and that just I like I do like that those Pokemon that they locked behind trades uh, trade evolves can still be run like a Kadabra or a Haunter. Yeah. Um, you know, are still still pretty dang good. And then if you if you're lucky enough to have a buddy that'll trade you and trade you back, then you you know you're set. 100% set so <laughs> yeah I mean I really considered it because I have an extra I have an extra Game Boy I theoretically could have made this happen just to get an Alakazam but uh I didn't I didn't I would have had to buy I would have had to have bought another copy and a trade cable and uh oh, okay, okay. I almost did it I almost did it but I didn't <laughs> and uh you know that's yeah that stuff would be cool to have anyways, but uh, mm -hmm. but but yeah, Kadabra runs just fine. Alakazam is uh, just cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, how I feel about Haunter and Gengar. I'm oh, like yeah, Gengar's, Gengar's cooler, but yeah, yeah, Gengar's. But I've awesome. got a buddy who uh, his favorite is Haunter. He likes Haunter better than Gengar. I'm like, all right, oh man. nice, hell yeah. So so that worked out for him, but yeah, I yeah, for Gengar. <laughs> Well, uh, are, are we missing anything here? I think we've hit most of the main points. That's uh, Elite Four, everything. Uh, you can catch Mewtwo at the end. That's what you've been holding the Master Ball for. The ma yeah, yep, the ma yep. Did I say that right? Master Ball, yeah. Master Ball, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, no, you, you want to make sure you hold on to that because you can catch the birds with Ultra Balls. It, yep. You know, I remember as a kid throwing an Ultra Ball and, and it says, you missed the Pokemon, and I like freaked out, but then I found out, when you're older that just means that 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 throw w was was like such a low percent chance that it says you missed the pokemon so right you just got to keep chucking um the only other thing the only other um uh, optional mon that i wanted to ask you about was did you do the uh the fighting gym in in saffron to get like a hitmonlee or a hitmonchan i did yeah yeah the hitmonlee and the hitmonchan i always go with hitmonlee that, that's Same. my dude yeah that was my other why. question for you <laughs> i don't know why i always have liked hitmonlee and i always go for the uh for the fossil pokemon i always go for uh aerodactyl okay instead of okay. Uh, Omanyte. yeah okay so, Omanyte's cool too but uh yeah no aerodactyl's dope <laughs> yep yep i always go with uh kabuto the uh because I, I kabuto i don't think is that cool but kabutops i think is is legit so oh yeah 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 so but yeah, yep. Those, but outside of that, dude, I think we, I think we hit it all, man. This game is, uh, this game is awesome. I'm so glad you asked me to do this because it gave me an excuse to play it again. Last, <laughs> so <laughs> appreciate oh, you, so, dude. Oh yeah, dude. I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I'm so glad you enjoyed uh, being here for the podcast. But one more, one more serious question before sure. we get to go. And who is your top pick for EV evolution? <laughs> Oh man, it just depends if you're <laughs> if you're going for in games in game stuff or or my favorites, man. My favorite is Flareon. Flareon, um, okay. Yeah, but if if I'm talking in game, I probably got to go Jolteon. Really? But it's wow. a yeah, it's a re it's really close between Jolteon and Vaporeon, but um, but I think Jolteon wins out the battle there. But the Flareon's my favorite. Makes sense from the original three. Sense. Yeah. What about you? I've always been super partial to Vaporeon. Um, 
But by and large, uh, a, a lot of times playing through Pokemon Red and Blue, I just don't evolve Eevee because I really like Eevee. And they can't really do hey, anything. They can't really do anything, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I always really liked that episode of the original Pokemon with the, with the Eevee and the brothers. And they're like, they're trying to make the Eevee evolve. And, the, you know, he's like, I just want to keep my Eevee as is. And it's just like that mm. indifference, that, that acceptance of indifference just always stuck with me that you can kind of be who you want to be. And uh, I don't know. Wow. I just, I, I just really like, I really like that because you know that's I have, awesome. My my family is very different, and I'm definitely different. So like, I don't know. It's it's a very very nostalgic thing. But if I have to yeah. evolve them, it's always Vaporeon. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Hell it's so yeah. cool how you can draw things like that from an anime that was you know just supposed to be like a stupid kids show, which it was for the most part. But there are, you know, random themes like that, that it's like, okay, like that kind of hits home. Like I remember when, uh, when Ash let his Butterfree go, mm-hmm. like that's one that I always think back to. Like that's the power of like being able to let something go and being okay with it and realizing that things might be better off. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, that's pretty heavy stuff for a kid's show. And yeah. then, you know, there are lots of, lots of random episodes like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of, lot of Pokemon life lessons out there. We just watched the, me and my girlfriend watched the first movie the other night. Uh, I got it on DVD off eBay or whatever. And uh, man, so good. I hadn't watched that since probably since it was like, nah, I probably watched it on VHS tape all the time as a kid, but it had been a long time and damn, so good. So many, so many good life lessons throughout Pokemon, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love going back to that stuff every once in a while. It's so fun. Well, good deal, man. Well, yeah, once again, I really appreciate you uh, asking me to come and do this. Um, yeah, always, always happy to chat Pokemon. that's gonna do it for episode 12 good game good fucking game like i said in the beginning i'm super sick right now i'm gonna get rolling out of here but uh i guess i can catch you up on what's coming up next link to the past is done it's done and recorded i'm caught up for the first time ever in game time history that one will be dropping in two weeks and then josh is coming back after that for episode 14 i'm not gonna tell you what it is but it's dropping on halloween that's all i can say Twitch.tv slash GameThimePodcast if you want to see what it is early. But, uh, you know, you don't have to do that. I'll just be losing my fucking mind over there. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Yeah, one last shout out to Dean Donian. Hopefully I can convince him to come back on with my lack of organization. Much love, everybody. Till next time. Peace.